<laughs> we're going to do it. Amen. All right. Amen. 2022 declaration. Repeat after me. 2022. 2022. The, year the year of expectation, of expectation. And, hope. and hope. 2022. 2022. The, year the year of expectation. The year of having the, year of the hope, the hope of, the of the promises of Jesus Christ, of Jesus Christ. Active, active, active in my life. In my life. The promise of his prosperity, his power, and his presence. 2022 is my year. And then our foundational scripture is Psalm 62 and 5. Repeat after me. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. You may be seated in the presence of a holy God. We want to say good morning to all the covenant partners here, all the ones that are on the way, all the ones that could not make it. And we want to say good morning to our SoundCloud listeners. Amen. We'll give you a minute to get your Bible, your pen, and your pad as we get ready to go into the word of the Lord this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We want to set our um, living in order for the week that we're entering into. Um, I thought about it. I said, wow. I said, Lord, all this is happening right as we are approaching the holy days. Yeah. And so uh, we're just going to go over this. We're not going to uh, prolong the time with it, but we just want to say that um, we just want to say that um, we want to be in preparation so that we can um, acknowledge the holy days. Amen. And you say, well, what do you mean by holy days? Well, uh, we're here again. Uh, we're entering into Lent, Ash Wednesday, and then 40 days to Resurrection Sunday. Amen. We're entering into the time when Jesus came to Jerusalem to give his life as a sacrifice to redeem all of mankind from the enemy of sin. Amen? Amen. And so, therefore, we want to just share some things with you. Amen. All right. First of all, Lent will begin on Wednesday. That's right around the corner. Right around the corner. Amen. All right. So the holy days will begin on March the 2nd, 2022, Wednesday. And that's going to be Lent, which is Ash Wednesday. All right. And what happens is, um, I didn't know if you knew this, but Mardi Gras is actually uh, a part of <laughs> Lent. I'm like, what? So the way they have it lined up is Mardi Gras, Lent, and Ash Wednesday. And the reason being is because the Catholic Church combined uh, the Holy Days with their days. And basically, when Lent comes in, they had this saying that before Lent begins, they had to get rid of all egg, milk, cheese and meat from their homes 
Okay. So basically what they were supposed to do, uh, the reason why you have fat Tuesday is because they was, they were supposed to basically consume as much food, liquor, uh, sex, a movie, whatever it was, they were supposed to go for the fullness of it on fat Tuesday because they knew when Lent started, they would have to do their fasting and penances and things like that. So I'm like, what? <laughs> so for many years I have taught uh, that that's not the way we do this. We don't live for one day to gorge food and stuff ourselves and then all of a sudden go to the church and get ashes put on your forehead to start your 40 days of fasting and praying. That's not how we do it. Uh, you, can, you can enjoy yourself. You can have a good time. But um, that's, you, know, you don't do whatever you're big enough and bad enough to do. And then because of one day, now I'm fixing to repent. And I've said this so many times. What is the difference? The difference is, is that you don't have no power. You are not walking in power. You cannot command the earth looking like the earth. We've said this over and over and over and over and over. Over and over and over and over. So anyway, I was like, oh, my Lord, you have got to be kidding me. So Lent begins with Ash Wednesday, and you start your fasting and your praying. So they have it lined up, Mardi Gras, Ash Wednesday, and Lent. Mardi Gras means Fat Tuesday. It refers to the day before Lent starts. Okay, Lent always starts on a Wednesday, so the day before is always a Tuesday, and it is called Fat or Great because it's associated with excessive parties and food and drinking and whatever you want to do. Okay, Mardi Gras dates back thousands of years to pagan celebrations of spring and fertility including Roman festivals. So when Christianity arrived in Rome, the religious leaders decided to incorporate their uh, local traditions into the new faith. As a result, the excess and debauchery of the Mardi Gras season became a prelude to the Lent, the 40 days of fasting and prayer between Ash Wednesday and Easter Sunday. No, we're not going to do that. I don't, I don't, you know, I only get those corn dogs once a year, and sometimes one, I miss two years. But, my God, I don't go there and buy 50 corn dogs and say, well, now, you know, on Wednesday I got to start fasting, so let me eat 50 corn dogs. Oh, my goodness. Let me go out and, and sin and murder as many people as I want and do whatever I'm big enough to do because Lent is coming, Ash Wednesday is coming, and all I got to do is go down to the church and let them put ashes on my forehead and repent. And then I got 40 days to fast and pray and say, oh, Lord, I'm seeking you. I'm seeking you, Lord. Those ashes are made from the palms of the, um, that last year celebration. They take those palms and they burn them and they take the ashes and keep them for the next year. So that means last year they would have burnt the palm, palm leaves and they have the ashes put in a, a container. So this year the people will go down to the church and they will anoint them, not anoint them, but they will put the cross on their head so that everybody will know I am fasting and praying and seeking the Lord. And, 
Ash Wednesday and Lent are observed by Roman Catholics, Lutheran, Methodists, and Presbyterians. Oh, okay. So they'll all be going to get those ashes that cross put on their forehead. Okay, why do they put the ashes on there? Just bringing you up to speed. The significance of ashes. Scripture refers to ashes both as a sign of mortality and a sign of repentance. Okay, it shows how frail we are. During the, this time, we focus on God's redeeming love in Christ Jesus, redeeming us from sin and death, remembering we are dust. The ashes are part of that as well. And to dust we shall return. And only through Jesus Christ we can receive eternal life. Amen. So we don't need ashes. But what I am going to ask you to do is on March the 2nd, as we've done every year, we're asking you to go through a time of repentance and prayer and self-denial. Seek the Lord. And especially right now with this war going on, we need to be seeking the Lord. Amen. Amen. So, so you, know, you know, enjoy your time off. Do those things. You know, okay, fine. But make sure you remember we're leading up to um, Resurrection Sunday. Amen. All right. Now, with all that being said, just want to bring you up to speed on a few things. That's all. That was it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And, of course, yes, God is going to continue to bless us. Let me tell you something. We do have a weapon. We do have a weapon. We are utilizing the Holy Spirit. Let me say that right now. We're utilizing our salvation. And we can bind and loose spirits. We can pray against evil people. Amen? They say that America has a powerful military, but because the president that we have now, and I quote what they said, is basically walking in a place of weakness that most of your countries over in like Iraq, Iran, Russia, China, they're looking at that and they're saying, well, this is our time to strike because what is he going to do? He's not going to do anything. Uh, but we have power. Say that with me. Say, I, I have, have God's God. kingdom power in my life. See, I can go above and beyond the flesh. And I can pray against demonic activity. And say, that's what I'm going to do. You can sit up there all you want. Talking about America going to take, uh, uh, what is the word? America going to uh, protect me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. America going to protect me. Okay. No, the Bible says, except the Lord watch the city. The watchman wake it, but in vain. Amen? So that means you can have a watchman, you can have the police, you can have the uh, uh, army reserve guard, but it's still going to take Jesus Christ. That's who it's going to take. Amen. Today, I am going to be talking about, along with everything else that's been said, which is so appropriate for where we are right now. Uh, and I know you've heard me talk, say this, but we're going to show you from Scripture 
in order to put that foundation in there, and then we'll be able to go higher the next time God brings it around. Amen? Is that understood? We're going to give you scripture today. Now, I've said it a whole lot, and when you hear it, you're going to say, hey, you said that. But today I'm going to give you scripture and show you in the Bible how this is connected and how it is so much a part of our Christian walk with Jesus Christ. And the next time it comes around, when it goes higher, you will have the word already planted as a foundation to build on. Amen? So today we're going to be talking about living in the eight day. Somebody say that with me. Say living in the eight day. Okay? Now, we're talking about living in the eight day of Jesus Christ, new creation. Living in the eight day of Jesus Christ, new creation. So the first place I want you to go is go to Genesis chapter 2. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm so glad I'm saved. No, I'm serious. I'm so glad I'm saved. I'm so glad Jesus saved me when he did. I'm so glad he filled me with the Holy Ghost. And I'm so glad that I believe it. I trust in it. I do. I do with everything in me. I trust in it. Amen? Amen. All right. Genesis chapter 2, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 4. And it says in Genesis 2 and 1, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. Fourth verse, these are the generations of the heavens, and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Notice that in Genesis, it keeps talking about a day. Somebody say a day. day. They keep talking about a day. Okay? Why is that? You know, the scripture says, King David penned by the Holy Spirit, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. So what day was he talking about? Was he talking about a day of horror, a day of sin, a day of murder, a day of unrest socially, mentally, racist, uh, economically? What was King David talking about? He was talking about the day that God created before sin came in. So basically, when we, when we quote that scripture and we say, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will, we're talking about the eighth day. God did complete everything on the seventh day. He really did. Say that with me. Say, God really did, God really did. create everything, everything. And, finished and finished on the seventh day. That's important that you say that, the seventh day. Amen? Okay. So, these are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. When God created mankind, male and female, it was in that day. It was in that day when there was no sin. That's when they heard the first words, blessed, empowered, subdued, and dominion. Say that with me. Say, they heard the word blessed, blessed, empowered, subdue, and dominion 
in a day when there was no sin. That's important. But when sin came, God's work restarted. Isn't that amazing? He got to rest, and that word rest does not mean he was weary. It means he stepped back and took an awe moment. He, he took a, a moment of, of, of smiling and being satisfied with what he had created. But when sin came in, it caused God to have to restart working. Isn't that amazing? Go to John chapter 5. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I'm saved. No, you don't. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so glad I'm not wandering around out here in the world trying to figure out who I am, where I'm headed. Do I want, you know, there are a lot of people that's at saying, do I want to be saved? Do you know there are a lot of people that step back and say, you know what, not today. Maybe tomorrow. Tomorrow I give my life to Christ. You got people out here. Do you know you got people so confused they don't even want salvation? I'm so glad. I said, thank you, Jesus, I'm not there. I said, thank you, Jesus, I'm not there. All right, go to John 5, 17, and it reads, But Jesus answered them, My Father worketh hereunto, and I work. Do you see that? So basically, the moment sin hit the earth, God got up and started working. He got up and started working. Now, the Bible says he started working, and although the works were finished from the founda- before, before the foundation of the world, he still had some work to do. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. When sin entered the world, God's rest was disturbed. Somebody say, God got disturbed. God got disturbed. And he did. He would now work to bring men and women back into fellowship with himself. He will provide a means of redemption by the blood of Jesus Christ. And this gospel message would be to every generation from the time of Adam's fall all the way up. Praise God. What you say, Lord? All the way up to this present time. Isn't that amazing? So the gospel goes all the way back to Adam. And comes all the way up to this present time, but yet we still got thousands upon thousands who don't want to be saved. Now, you got a lot of folk that's done lip service. We got a lot of that. Yeah, I got saved, but I don't want to live nothing. I don't want to live nothing. Or I'm going to wait till I get on my deathbed and get saved. And then, But you know what the Lord told me? He said, go back and warn the people. You better be very careful with that one. Because do you know death can come so sudden? You do not have time to repent. I'm just telling you. See, we take things and we play with God. Well, so-and-so did it. You're not so-and-so. Well, they live like a demon. They went to every club. They, they laid up with every woman or every man. They smoked dope. They, they sold dope. You're not so-and-so. Death will come suddenly, and you don't have time to repent. Don't play. 
We don't need to be playing with God. That's the one thing I've noticed about life. I said it, I said it one time at a funeral. I said, you know what? We deny a lot of stuff about God's word. We, de- we deny a lot of things in the Bible. But one thing is for sure, the Bible speaks of death, and I, can't, I can count numerous funerals that I have gone to. Death is real. And you are a spirit. You have a soul. You're living in a body, and you're going to spend eternity somewhere. When you cross over from this life, life does not end. It ends this way, but not over. You cross over. You're either going to cross over into peace, or you're going to cross over into tormentation. We got to stop playing with God. And then we got nerve enough as ministers and elders and teachers and prophets and pastors and apostles to go out and tell people, you can, you can repent on your deathbed. Come on now, preach a bit. Come on, preach a Where did you get that doctrine from? You got it from the devil. Yeah, we got people going out and telling people, you can wait to your deathbed and repent. You better get rid of that doctrine because it's not of God. It did not come from the holy word of God. So Jesus tells him, he said, God has been working and he's still working. Jesus Christ came to engage in his father's business. Well, what's the father's business? Souls. Well, they took it down to paint the wall. (laughs) That's our vision. It's souls. I tell you all the time, I say, if you don't know that this is a God-ordained ministry, by now, I don't know what else is going to help us. If you don't understand that you're in the right place by now, I don't know what's going to help you. If you don't understand that this ministry is good ground to sow in, tide in, or give your building fund in, I don't know what else to tell you. This ministry is so in line with the heart of God, I don't know how much more closer we can get. This ministry was not formed by, because of man or woman, God asked for this ministry. He got it set up in the earth. Because sometimes I wonder myself. <laughs> That's the father's business. So I ask you today, will you be about the father's business? Sometimes you don't have to do anything but show up and let the glory be seen. Sometimes you don't have to say a word because you don't spend time on your knees in the closet. So when you step out, the glory of God is all over you, radiant. You, you don't study the word so until when things happen, it's the word that comes up. The word comes up. We're supposed to be light and salt in this evil, dark world that we're living in. Jesus Christ came to engage in his father's business to provide redemption for all of mankind. Look at Matthew 28. Matthew 
Matthew 28. Thank you, Father, for the word. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm under the blood. I went through the house last night and I touched every doorknob and the windows and I pleaded the blood of Jesus. You don't know from one day to the next, one minute to the next, what's going to happen. Except the Lord reveal it. I don't know why so much murdering going on in the country. Because they done let all these murderers over here. We worse than Solomon. He allowed all those women to bring all of their gods rather than putting his foot down. It wasn't about the women. It wasn't about that. Back in that day, that's how they did things. It was because he didn't make them or order them, put away your God and serve God, Jesus Christ. And America is doing the same thing. You can do whatever you want to do, serve any God you want to serve, bring your God, set up your altar. That's why I don't care who they are burnt until they can take a pen or a pencil and take out sin. This Bible is going to be fulfilled. So we might as well be ready. And how you going to be ready? Old people used to say, the saints used to say, old saints used to say, be ready when he come. Be praying when he come. Be seeking Jesus when he come. While you out there taking care of business, Monday through Friday, you ought to have Jesus on your mind. You ought to have a prayer on your lips, a song in your heart. Because we don't know. These people just shooting people for whatever. She coming out of my shake Stealing, taking stuff that does not belong to them. Drugs running rampant. Guns, every t- Guns, guns, guns. I'm so sick of teenagers on the TV with a gun. Done shot somebody. There's nothing wrong with the gun. There's nothing wrong with the gun. It's for protection. But if you just look at them wrong, they ready to shoot you. I'm telling you, God been saying, tell this ministry, you better bring your mind up. And I'm going to tell you something else he told me too Saturday. He said, you better go home and shut every door. He said, if you got any doors open, today is the day to go home and close them. Do you understand what God is saying? You got any door open, you need to close it. And he's calling us to come up. He said, come up and hide your mind in the word of God until all these things be overpassed. I said, oh, my. I said, okay, Lord. You, re- you close doors through repentance. I don't know what I said. I don't know what I did. I don't know how I acted. That might have been offensive. You close doors through repentance. And the Lord is saying, not me, the Holy Ghost is saying, close every door. I'm telling you what he said. 
and he's been screaming it. Tell them to come up to me. I'm God. I'm God. Tell them to come up to me. I'm God. I'm God. I'm saying, oh, my Lord. So whatever you've made a God of, honey, you better get rid of it. Whatever you have made a God of, husband, wife, children, job, career, yourself, your money. God is saying, I'm he God. He God. He shut my mama say. It's just time. I said, Lord, we got COVID. We got economic unrest, cyber attacks, murder all in the street, and now a war. It's time to come up. All the word that has gone forth in here, like the Lord told me, he said, I've been preparing them for now, for where we're going, for where we're going, for where we're going, for where we came from, for where we're headed. He said, I'm sending the word. God is tired of, you know, I thought about it. I said, this year has been, you know, I got, I'm getting phone calls from some of my minister friends, and they've got some really deep issues with relatives being, I'm talking about show enough sick. And so I'm listening to everything, you know, everybody's saying pray for this one, pray for that one. And we're all saying, yes, we will pray. We will mention their names in our prayers. And so I began to tell the Lord I was sitting in the chair at night and I had all of, I wanted the lights off so I could just think and I said Lord my goodness this is 2022 and we look like we just stepped off into a, 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 a minefield and everything is going off all at one time again and you know what he told me he said warning came before destruction he said I warned them he said, but what's happening is I send warning after warning to individuals, to nations, to kings, to presidents, to governors. I send warning to the saints. I send warning to the non-believers. I send warning to the sinner and the saint alike. And they ignore me. I said, oh, my. And then he began to take me down memory lane. I said, oh, my, things just don't happen. The devil just don't get in, in your life. He comes because of open doors. And some don't even have sense enough to stop, repent, turn around. They just keep going. And don't do it anymore. Warning. After what people get bigoted with you, we already doing that. We are we're well, good. Keep doing what you do. I'm bagging out. I don't have to take that type of attitude. We already doing that. We all know what you're talking about. Good. <laughs> good, baby. Good. That's good for you. But warning, he said it so plainly. He said it so quietly. Warning, Anna, comes before destruction. Nothing comes without the warning. 
He says, and these very people, I warned and I warned and I warned and I told them and I told He said, they ignored the warnings and kept running right on. And now they want me. They want the Lord. They want the Lord Jesus Christ, the living God, to act like a microwave and be through in one minute and get them out of it. It don't work like that. I say it don't work like that. I'm telling you, some things are happening. You know, people have set up and they done lied. They done did some stuff. And I went to them and told them, God said, move your stuff now. So now some things been set in place. They're going to finish see some stuff. And guess what? I'm not going to listen to the screaming. I'm not going to listen to the It's going to be, ah. Because I told you what God said. I warned you. Get yourself in order. No, I, but you. And see, they, they kill me with this. No, no, no. I live with this. Listen at this. Listen to what they say to you. I can't do it right now. I got this going on. Ah. But see, when the, when, the, when, the, when the tragedy hit, it's greater than what you got going on right now. See, that's what God was saying when he said, go back down there and tell them, thank you. Come up. Shut your, go home and shut every door. Get your life in order. Stop this plan. And the Lord reminded me. He says, though it tarry, wait for it. See, some words, it take a long time for them to come to pass. But they come. I said they come. And so we sit back. Oh, ain't nothing happened. Ain't nothing happened. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. What you say or what the Lord... Oh, yes, they do. They laugh by their actions. Their actions laughing. I'm telling you, that thing was so serious to me when God said, go down there and tell them, come up, shut every door until all this be overpassed. I said, uh-uh, I'm not playing with God. Father, uh, let me go back over everything you done said to me, everything you done told me to do, because I need my life in order. So when things start happening, guess what? It says a house that was built on the rock. The storm came, the winds blew, the flood came, but yet the house stood. And I intend to stand. I intend to stand. We're in a serious moment. Oh, somebody say, I am supposed to be an eight-day person. Say, yes, God made the earth. In six days, he rested on the seventh day. But when sin came in, his rest was broken. Say, he created another day. And that's the day. We're supposed to be living in. see. Yes, God, that's what he was working on, creating another day. Somebody say he created another day. And that's the day I'm to be living in. Say it's called the eighth day. 
I'm finna show it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, blah, 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 see. Yeah, Lord, he said it's the prophecy, Anna. It is the prophecy. Uh-huh, it's coming. Hold on, because it's finna come. Tell him to get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, because the prophecy is about to be fulfilled. Oh, uh, he said, you running, you running, you running. <laughs> Why? Because the rain, the blessing is behind you, but you're running. Yeah, yeah, I see it coming. I see it coming. So I'm getting ready. I'm getting it ready. I'm getting the house ready. I'm getting, you, we better get ready too. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, see? Yes, Lord. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you, Lord. The Father's business is souls. Christ is working. He came to engage in his father's business. We need to be engaged in the father's business. It's souls. And if you can't talk to him, at least just keep him in your prayer. At least keep living right. And this work is to provide redemption for all of mankind. Matthew 28 and 1. And the Bible says in the end of the Sabbath. Say that with me. Say in the end of the Sabbath. As it began to draw toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and set up on it. So that was a great earthquake that third that morning. That was a great earthquake that morning. Now, Jesus let that be a sign because he wasn't there. And he could have easily spoken himself and moved the stone. But he left that to the angels so that when the Marys would come to the tomb, they would see the angels and the angels was going to give witness to the resurrection. Jesus had returned back to take the blood for the sins of the nations in the world to, G to God, to the altar, to the heavenly altar. But he left the angels there to roll away the stone so that when Mary and Martha came, guess what? Then the angels could address the situation. And the Bible says it was at the end of the Sabbath as it began to draw toward the first day of the week. Is that what it says? After the Sabbath. This tells us the time of Christ's resurrection. He was buried. Now listen at this real good. Because I've even had some trouble with this. How in the world did they bury Jesus on Friday night, Friday afternoon, and he spent three days and three nights in the grave? That's not what happened. Are you ready? This is what happened. That year, the Jewish people had a double Sabbath. So that Sabbath did not start on Friday afternoon. Okay? He was buried on the evening of a double Sabbath, which was on a Wednesday evening. So Christ was actually buried on a Wednesday afternoon, evening. He stayed in the grave Thursday and Thursday night, Friday and Friday night. 
Saturday and Saturday night. Sunday morning began a new week for the Jewish people. Now, the Jews don't do like we do. We say Monday is the first day of our week, not for them. Sunday is the first day of their week. So they run from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The seventh day is Saturday according to the Jewish calendar. But Jesus didn't get up on Saturday. He got up on Sunday, the eighth day. I have, I have prayed about this. and I said, Lord, how in the world did you go in a grave on Friday night and get up on it? That's not three days. And so down through the year, I've been praying and praying. And he just let me walk into some information. I was like, oh, my Lord. Because that year on the Jewish calendar was a double Sabbath. See, their Sabbaths begin Friday after 5 and end early Sunday morning. But not this one. This one started on a Wednesday. That's why the Bible said in certain parts of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, it says that they had to hurry and bury Jesus because it was the day of preparation for the Sabbath. That would have been Wednesday. So they got him in the grave before Wednesday after 5, so they could start their Sabbath. Yes, Lord. Yo. Yellow, yellow, yellow. So Sunday morning began a new week for the Jewish people. Jesus Christ arose on Sunday morning. Saturday was the seventh day for the Jewish people, with Sunday starting a new week or the eighth day. Jesus Christ arose on the eighth day. The Jewish week runs from Sunday to Saturday. Okay? Sabbath starts a few minutes before sunset on Friday and runs until an hour after sunset on Saturday. From six-day evening to seven-day evening. Okay? So, there are people that will tell you, if you do not worship on Saturday, you are out of order. They say you are a Sabbath breaker. No, 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 no. Remember what Jesus told the Pharisees and Sadducees? He says, I'm Lord of the Sabbath. <laughs> you know why he's Lord of the Sabbath? And he says, Sabbath was not made, praise God. Man wasn't made, man, how do you put it? Sabbath was not made for the man. Man was made for the Sabbath. Okay? So, so what are you saying, you Lord of the Sabbath? It's because he arose on a new day, a new week. And that's why you get the word new creation. Because he is the head of the new creation. What's the new creation? The new day. We are actually, for 2,000 years and 20, 2,022 years, we've been living in a new day. 
So that simply means it, it was a time in this ministry when the Holy Ghost would say, come up, come up, get in the eighth day, get in the eighth day. And I would be like, Lord, what is the eighth day then? Tell me, tell me, tell me. So I had to go fast. I had to go pray. I had to go seek him. And it took all this time. And he just pulled back the veil. I said, oh, my. So we need to be living as eight-day people, not seven-day people, not six-day people. If you live as a six-day person, then you stay back there with Adam. Okay? You, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm sorry. You go out, wait a minute. If you stay as a six-day person, you stay in the category of those without the leading of the Holy Spirit. Because on the sixth day, God created mankind, and then he blew into his nostrils the breath of life, which indeed made man complete. Let me slow down because God be talking so fast. Wait a minute. I got to keep up with him. So you don't want to be a six-day person. You say, what is a six-day person? A six-day person is the person that stays in that place of incompleteness without the Holy Spirit. If God had just formed man of the dust of the ground and left him like that, he would have been a six-day man or a six-day woman. But when God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, he brought him over into the seventh, praise God, a day of completion. So we should be what? We got to get on over to the eight. Because what happened in the seventh day, although man had the Holy Ghost, thank you, Holy Spirit. Although man had the Holy Ghost, guess what? The rest of God on the seventh day was broken because of what? Sin. So you can't be a six-day person. You can't be a seven-day person. You got to be an eight-day person because Jesus Christ got up on the eighth day. That's the day of completion. That's the day of new beginnings. Six is the number of flesh. Without the leading of the Holy Spirit. Oh, God, you're doing good. I'm listening. I'm here. Y'all here. No, y'all don't understand. He, he talking. Woo, Jesus. Glory to God. No, Lord, I don't want to be a six-day person without the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I don't want to be a seven-day person, which is completion, but that's been broken. I want to move into the eight-day, which means what? New beginning. Somebody say, I had a new beginning. I had a new beginning at the time of my salvation. Now stop and think how long you've been saved and you have not been walking in the eight-day. What did the Bible say? Redeem the time. That means to buy it up. Get it back. Get it back. Get it back, said the Lord. Redeem the time that you lost. Because why, Lord? He said, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Say, I'm an eight-day woman. And the men say, I'm an eight-day man. That's right. She come on my mama high. Come on, Anna. Come on. Come on. Get up. Yes, Lord. Woo, what did David write? Such knowledge is too wonderful. Woo. 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 Hey. He says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. Shine. Shine. Yes, Lord. Yes. Eight day. Can you see it? Can you see it? Can you see it? Now, let's look at, because I'm going to let you out here. Where, where we at? What time is it? Oh, we, we leaving. If God turned me, I hear you, Father. We leaving. We got to get out of here because, you know, they got to do their thing. You know, and I don't know where you got to go. <laughs> 
<laughs> Go to Nehemiah. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I don't care who don't like it. I'm staying right here in this word. I don't care who don't like it. Because this word taking me higher and higher. See, it's the height God calling us to. Did y'all hear what I said? Uh-uh, I'm going. I say I'm going. Because, see, when, 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 when something hits, I don't need to be at the same level that the hit going to take place. I need to be above the hit. Are oh, y'all hearing what I say? I said, you need to be, up. I hear the Lord saying, let me put it to you right. I hear Jesus saying, you got to be above the hit. So if I'm above the hit, there will be casualties where? At the bottom. There'll be casualties at the bottom, but it won't touch you. It won't touch me. See, I'm an eight-day woman. See, I'm an eight-day man. All right, let me go back the other way because sometimes I get to preach it. Say, I'm an eight-day man, and I'm an eight-day woman. Gentlemen and ladies. All right, we got you. <laughs> we got you. Let's see how important this eight-day person really is. Now, and I'm going to go put this in there because I hear the Holy Ghost saying this. So she hear the Holy Ghost, y'all. So she preaching about the Holy Ghost, y'all. I just heard the Holy Ghost say, because we're talking about Sabbaths, that means you're already in the new Sabbath. You see, this is why the Jewish people believe. This is why. Their calendar is different from ours. So, therefore, they believe that Jesus is going to return in the 8,000th year. They don't believe he's coming in the 7,000th year. They believe that will be the year of completion, but they believe he's coming in the 8,000 year because Jesus got up. Those that believe in Jesus Christ, the Messianic Jews, they believe that because Jesus got up on the new week, the eighth day, then in 8,000 you know, years, he's coming back. Well, that sounds real good, Pastor, but I won't be here for the next eight, you know, so I got to be ready and living in this wind. When, when am I supposed to be living in it? When am I supposed to be operating in it? And I know that sounds so, well, what does that all that mean? See, you need to come to church so you can get your mind conditioned to the word of God. What that mean? What you talking about? You done lost me. I, I'm left behind. No, you're not. Catch up. Come to church. See, the more you come to the house of God, what does he do? He said, we get washed by the water of the, we get washed by the water of the. So when the next level comes, I'm ready for it because a foundation already been dug out in me. You shining, keep shining, Anna. He said, you keep shining. <laughs> yes, Lord. Nehemiah. 13th chapter, please. And we're going to look at the 19th verse. We want to see the importance of this Sabbath. And the word of God says, Nehemiah 13, 19, 
And it came to pass that when the gates of Jerusalem began to be dark before the Sabbath, I commanded that the gates should be shut and charged that they should not be opened till after the what? Okay. And the Sabbath begins 5 o'clock afternoon on Friday and ends uh, 5 o'clock uh, Saturday night. Amen. The new day for them begins on Sunday. Amen. So he was saying on Friday afternoon, he was telling them to do what? Shut the gate. Shut the gate. See, we live in a world with a lot of six-day people. Uh-oh. 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 You go to work with a lot of six-day people. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Holy Ghost. Come on with it. Come on. You, 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 you did that shake. Hey, your neighborhood full of six-day people. You say, what is you talking about? I'm talking about those that are not being led by the Holy Spirit. That's a six-day person. A six-day person is one that is formed. I got ears. I got eyes. I got a mouth. I got a heart. I got hands. I got feet. But I'm not being led, and I won't let the Holy Ghost lead me. <laughs> and the number of the Antichrist, the beast, shall be six, six, six. Flesh, flesh, flesh. Oh. And some people so stamped with flesh. You shake it out of a Say, Lord, help me. See, I live in the midst of six day and seven day people. You say, what's, what's seven-day people? Seven-day people are people who are in a time where there is the creation, there is the spirit of God, but they're full of sin. So when you come in at number eight, you, you begin to rock some stuff. <laughs> they can't understand you. They can't understand you, and that's the way it should be. I'm hip. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Jesus said, what did he say? He says, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. Jesus, Jesus, I thank you. He says, you're not of this world. What did he tell him? Pilate said, uh, you, they say you're a king. And the Lord said, that's what they say. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. It's heavenly. And see, I can be heavenly just like right now. I'm so caught up. I'm so caught up in the spirit, but I know your name. I know where I'm at. I haven't lost control. I, I, I'm in my right mind. I'm just trying to tell you, you can be an eight-day person, and you, you're not losing your mind. What do you say, Lord? Verse 20. He says, so the merchants and sellers of all kind were lodged without Jerusalem once or twice. Then I testified against them and said unto them, why lodge ye about the wall? If you do so again, I will lay hands on you. From that time forth came they no more on the Look how serious it was in Nehemiah's day. Nehemiah said, don't bring your goods. Don't you sell us nothing. Don't be trying to get in the gate because it's the what? I'm going somewhere. 
I'm going somewhere. We're going somewhere. Go to Leviticus 23. I'm giving you scripture, amen. I'm giving you revelation and scripture all at the same time, amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Leviticus 23, verse 23. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speaking to the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, shall you have a Sabbath. A memorial, a blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. Okay? He says, you should do no civil work therein, but ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, also on the tenth day of this seventh month, there should be a day of atonement. It should be a holy convocation unto you, unto your, to you, and you shall afflict your soul and offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. And you should do no work in that same day, for it is a day of atonement, to make an atonement for you before the Lord your God. Is that in the Bible? He told him, for whatsoever soul it be that shall not be afflicted in that same day, he shall be cut off from among his people. And whatsoever soul it be that doeth any work in that same day, the same soul will I destroy from among the people. Ye should do no manner of work. It shall be a statue forever throughout your generation in all your dwellings. It shall be unto you a what? A Sabbath of what? And ye shall afflict your souls in the ninth day of the month at eve, from evening unto what? And you shall celebrate what? You shall celebrate your Sabbath. Now, I'm not giving you these scriptures. We are not Sabbath day keepers, but I want you to see the importance of how they handled their Sabbaths. And here we are, eight-day people. Here we are. Eight-day people already in our Sabbath. How are we treating it? Are we ignoring it? Do we even pay any attention to it? Are we worshiping the Lord, serving the Lord? Do we read our word? I'm just trying to show you how they took it, how they took it, how important it was to them, and how important our eight-day, our eight-day Sabbath, our eight-day new week should be to us. We should, my Lord, Nobody has to tell me to praise the Lord. Nobody has to tell me to lift my hands. Nobody has to tell me to say hallelujah. I am so appreciative for what Jesus Christ came and did. I am so appreciative that God had a body made and the spirit of God entered into that body and came to this earth and and, and performed miracles and showed his kingdom and then went to the cross and died for us. I am so appreciative. They say in the word that every Sunday ought to be a little bit of resurrection Sunday. Well, we are rejoicing and praising God for what he has done for us. You know, they say, they tell everybody, watch Israel. But the thing I asked the Lord, I said, well, why is nobody watching the church? Because, see, we we are supposed to be making Israel jealous. That's what the words say. They're supposed to be jealous, jealous of us, jealous of our knowledge, jealous of the glory we're walking in, jealous of the radiance that's upon our lives from the Holy Spirit, jealous of the blessings that God is blessing us with. Because we're supposed to be the eight-day people. See, if, you, if you're still a Jew, that just simply means you were born of Jewish parents. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you are still a Jew. They are still looking to do animal sacrifice. That's over. They still want to rebuild. See, this is how 
I'm trying to show you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is how all the end time uh, material is going to come and fit together. Because you're going to have a lot of Jews who have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. They still living in that sixth day. And I can prove it by the scripture, but we don't have time to go there. Where Jesus says, in the last days, I'm going to make a new covenant with Israel. I'm going to take out the stony heart, put in a new heart, give them of my spirit. See, the six-day Jew don't have that. And the six-day person don't have that. Shine for me. Hishakata. The six-day Gentile. Now, if you are a Gentile, that means you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Okay? So every Jew that has accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they are called Messianic Jews. They're no longer six-day or seven-day. They know they are eight-day people. Every Gentile that accepts Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they have crossed over from the six-day, seven-day. They know they are eight-day person. Because they're what? Jehovah's followers. Yeshua's followers. Jesus Christ followers. El Elyon followers. Huh? Jehovah El followers. Ooh, Shaka. Hey, ba 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 he calling you up. He said, I'm calling you up. <laughs> I'm going to let you go. <laughs> hey, I thank you, Father. I don't take it for granted. I don't take it for granted. I want to go. I don't want to be stuck down here. I want to go. Hey. I want to go. I want to go. One thing about it. One thing about it, I, I heard that. I'm just purring over here, but it didn't come from here. But I heard that. Oh, that's right. Now that her husband is resting with the Lord, she has more time to seek the Lord. Baby, when my husband was alive, I was seeking the Lord. If I had to get up at 3 in the morning, if I had to give up four hours, shine for me, I was seeking the Lord. See, that's the problem. We want to wait till every condition is just right and seek the Lord. You can't wait till conditions, till conditions get right to seek the Lord. You got to seek him any old way so your mind can come up. You got to make time for the Lord. Make time for Jesus. Make time to seek him. Make time to be an eight-day man. Make time to be an eight-day woman. She calling you in? I had a dream. <laughs> and then I'm finna go home. Got to go. I, yes, he said, you can go. Thank you, Father. Yeah, he really did say, yeah, I know y'all think I'll be, but y'all don't understand. God talks. He talked. He been talking all this morning. He the one preaching the message. I'm like, where in the world? I hope y'all got this on the CD because I got to go back and listen to it myself. Thank you, baby. I had a dream. I had a dream that me, my son, one of my daughters was, uh, and, and, and a relative of mine were walking down this path. And so as we were walking, I began to feel a gentle breeze began to blow. And I began to look around. And I said, oh, I know that breeze. I said, that's you, Lord. That's you. So every, we all walking. So after a while, I'm just enjoying the breeze. So then I do, I do this. Just stretch, just to, you know, just to enjoy it even the more. 
So as I began to stretch out my arms, the breeze began to circle, encircle me and pick me up off the ground. So by now, my son and one of my daughters had went a little further. My relative was like right there in front of me. And everybody had turned around. And they saw me. And it was like, did nobody say anything? And so I was going higher and higher. So after a while, my relative grabbed for my feet to pull me back down. And I took my feet and did that. I said, uh-uh, <laughs> leave me alone. No, 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 I'm not coming down. And so I went higher and higher and higher. But when I glanced back at my son, he had the look on his face. You could see he had, he had, he had kind of went back in itself. And, he, and, and the Holy Ghost said, he's saying, well, I don't want you to go. But if that's what you want. You can go on. But my, one of my daughters, they had a horrifying look on their face like, oh, no, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> so I said, I woke up and I wrote it down. I write down every dream, every word. I got so many papers. It's like, oh, God. So I wrote it down and I began to pray all day. I said, Lord, what did that mean? What did that mean? Are you going to take me? Are you, what's going on? Because, see, I believe the word. The Bible said Enoch walked with God, and God took Enoch. And he took him without him having to go through the grave, without him even dying. He just snatched him. Rapture. Okay. So I said, Lord, I began to seek God. I began to pray. I began to pray. I was working out that day, just working in the house. Just pray, pray, pray. And after a while, the Holy Ghost spoke that afternoon once everything was over. He says, there are three classes of people that you're going to be amongst. He said, you're going to be amongst the sinner who going to always want to keep you earthbound, fleshbound. He says, then you're going to be amongst those that say, wow, look at God. Wow, I don't want you to go, you know, out of that. But, but if that's what you want, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm all for it. And then you're going to have the one that's in horror, in fear of being left behind themselves. That's deep, isn't it? It blew my mind. I said, you are too awesome for me. You are awesome. So I wrote that down. Three classes of people. I'm so glad I lift my legs up. Because, see, he, he, was, he was close enough to me to reach my feet. And he was trying to pull me back down. But he couldn't get, but when I did, I did him. Because I was up in the air. Three classes of people. You're going to always have the sinners that's going to try to keep you flesh bound. But then you're going to have those that understand, and they're going to say, well, if that's God's will for you, then go for it. I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Because he had that, you know, you can tell by body language. He had that body language, and he, was just, he just, he, he relaxed. And he just, he's like, oh, my, if that's what you want, go ahead. And then you're going to have the third class that's in fear of being left behind themselves, not ever going higher. In the word, prayer, seeking God, higher in the spirit, able to receive revelation. God bless you.